0: Welcome to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Now, here's your Lighthouse Council host.
1: Hi, welcome to the Beacon podcast, your connection to nonprofit success. I'm Jeff Jowdy, your host for today's discussion on associations advocating for the membership during these pandemic times. Joining us today is Cecil Staten, president and CEO of the Asian American Hotel. Owners Association, or OHOA. Previously, Cecil served as the 11th chancellor of East Carolina University, where he was also a tenure professor. He served five terms in the Georgia Senate, where he served two terms as majority whip, the third highest ranking leadership position in the Senate. He's also an entrepreneur and founded two publishing companies and Georgia Eagle Media, which owns several radio stations and a newspaper. Cecil serves on the board of the U.S. Travel Association and the California Hotel and Lodging Association. He has a doctorate in philosophy from Oxford University and an undergraduate degree from Furman University. I have to share with our listeners that Cecil is a long-standing friend, and uh, I was one of his constituents when he was in the Georgia Senate when I lived in Macon, Georgia, and he was a, a distinguished leader at Mercer University. So Cecil, it's great to reconnect with you and to have you as our guest today on The Beacon Podcast.
0: Thank you very much, Jeff. It's good to be with you and to be with a, an old friend. Thank you very much for having me today.
1: What an honor, and you are have always been one of the leaders that I have most respected in, in higher education, in politics, and in business. So it's great to be able to have this conversation, and certainly everybody is affected by the pandemic, but when you think of the hospitality industry, there's probably no one who has been more impacted. Cecil, when the pandemic began, how did your association pivot, and what changes did you make for your members?
0: Jeff, AHOA has been around for 31 years. We have 20,000 members. Those members are more than the not- or first, second, third-generation Americans who are immigrant Americans who started businesses. Uh, They're creating jobs, uh, creating wealth in our country, paying taxes, very important contributors to the economies of just about every community in this country. Our members own more than half of the hotels in the United States of America. So when this hit, we were very, very concerned because obviously it was as though someone flipped a switch. It happened to be the government and travel ground to a halt. And so our business, which had been doing incredibly well for the last several years and a great economy, occupancy rates at hotels were very high levels, which was allowing for expansion and growth and hiring All of a sudden, you know, occupancy levels fell down into, many cases, the single digits. So we began very quickly advocating on behalf of them, both at the federal, state, and local government levels. Uh, Advocacy is an important part of our work, and I'm very proud that AHOA's fingerprints are candidly on the, the CARES Act, on what ended up happening with the PPP loan program. We were very engaged in advocating for the hospitality industry, which employs you know, eight or 10 million people. It's been speculated that about 38%, 34 to 38% of the unemployment in the country right now due to COVID is from the hospitality sector. So advocacy was an important part of what we just had to really bore down on. But beyond that, we pivoted to do educational resources for our members to help them with every aspect of the pandemic, from how do you go to a banker to ask for forbearance on a loan to what do you do about cleanliness and sanitation standards within your property. At Ahoa, we've done probably 170 educational events since COVID began that have touched well over 30,000 individual people, and so we're very proud of our educational resources. We also started our communications team. We got them together, and we started a daily update that's sort of become the industry standard for our industry. Every day, we aggregate News about COVID and particularly how it impacts our industry. And we put that out together with what we're doing at the association to our membership every afternoon. And we send out that email. So, really, we pivoted in so many ways. We also had to pivot with events. We're an events based association. Normally, in a regular year, we do 160 or 70 events. We pivoted to virtual events to stay in touch with our members. We even have one of the largest trade shows annually for the hospitality industry that you know normally would draw six or eight thousand people. We ended up having to pivot and do that virtually this summer so i 'm very proud of our team they 've stepped up we've pivoted in so many different ways, but it 's all been with a focus on helping our members who are struggling with a liquidity crisis the greatest perhaps in modern history, worse than 9-11, worse than the 2008 financial crisis, as they try to keep the lights on, get their mortgages paid, keep as much staff as possible, and hope to survive to the other end of this thing. But it it is very, very difficult, but I'm proud of the work we've done.
1: You're a great example of an association that really has leaned in to, to help your members. What advice would you give to other associations as they look to serve their members and frankly in some cases even just get through the the pandemic.
0: Well, I I know it's difficult across the association landscape. I've talked to a lot of my colleagues at other associations. Most every one of us have had to deal in one way or another with reduced revenues, uh, HOA's revenues this year are literally going to be about half of what we originally projected. And, you know, that's probably not a story that's different than for many other associations. You know, my advice is simply to get on top of things. We're going to have to face the reality that we're just going to be in a different world for the near term, probably this year and next year for certain. I know everyone's probably well into their budgeting process for 2021. So it's it's, it's going to be tough. I think communications are are the key Jeff, you know, we've had to make sure we stay in touch with our membership. And I I mentioned how we do that literally on a daily basis through virtual events. We've all gotten used to Zoom calls and things like that as a way to bring people together. Those are very important, but we've got to stay in touch. It's important to stay in touch with your board uh, to keep them informed. It's important, obviously, to stay in touch with your membership. But I would just say, don't be afraid to do some things out of the box. Uh, We're going to have to operate differently here for the next little while. And then I hope everyone will take seriously advocacy. I've always encouraged our members to make sure they know their city council people, their county commissioners, their elected state representatives and senators, their congressmen and U.S. senators. It's important. And, you know, it's hard when you're in the midst of a crisis to build that relationship. And if you've got the relationship there established and it's a foundation, then it's much easier when you get to these critical moments. And so this has pointed out to me the need for advocacy down to the local grassroots level to make sure we can communicate to them really what's going on in our industry, many other industries are suffering in similar ways sometimes in different ways but just to be able to get them on the phone have their ear let them know exactly what the situation is hoteliers are small business people a lot of people don't think that you you pull up and you see the sign on the the door the brand maybe it's a hilton or hyatt or marriott chances are however for our industry it's a franchise, you know, it's owned by a franchisee, a local hotelier. And yeah, they've got a big mortgage because of the real estate, but an average hundred room hotel has maybe 40 employees. They're small business people. And that's probably true in many other trade associations. And so really to keep our elected officials focused on a small business that, that's really what I hope all of us in the association world, at least in trade associations, will will continue to be focused on.
1: There are several powerful messages the leaning into the communications with your board and members, but the government relations advocacy is so important. And we were talking before we started recording and I won't mention anybody by name, but I think there there just seems to be a lack of urgency, not amongst the association world or other nonprofits or even your former life in higher ed, all of whom are in a crisis mode, but there just seems to be a lack of urgency right now in Washington to maybe deal with alleviating some of these issues that, as you indicated, it's no cause of any of those sectors, right?
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. For us, the big issue at the moment is candidly related to the the loans that our members often have on their hotel properties. Some of them are through traditional banks. And those banks, by the way, have been great for the most part. But unfortunately, we're now into this four, five, six months. And banks, they need some help from the regulators to to give them literally permission to continue to give forbearance. I mean, I, I don't think any banker wants to end up owning a hotel. (laughs) And when you're talking about the potential for 10,000 hotels to be in foreclosure or maybe more in the coming months, we really need that regulatory reform. The same is true for commercial mortgage-backed securities, the CMBS loan market, where a lot of these loans get sold into pension funds and hedge funds and you know, your retirement fund could own some of these loans. If we don't get some regulatory relief from the treasury to make those loans, you know, be able to deal with this for just a bit longer, we got to get to the other side of this thing, then we're going to continue to see a growing number of foreclosures. And Jeff, you know, my great concern, having been a small business person myself, I don't think, We want the casualty of COVID-19 to be a landscape of main streets across this country littered with the carcasses of failed small businesses. We need for government officials to wake up and really do something because the impact on our industry, we believe now is gonna go into 2023, 2024. So we've gotta have a longer term perspective on relief and forbearance, particularly for the mortgages that our members have on these uh, hotel properties. just
1: wanted to thank you for that wisdom and to reinforce to our listeners, you're in the nonprofit association, higher ed sector. You've got to be speaking out because as uh, Cecil so well put, these are casualties of small business and lifelong savings and families that have uh, struggled, first generation, second generation, the the American success story. So I would encourage our listeners to reach out and encourage your senators, representatives, even on the state level, for them to be aware. They may not be aware of someone thought that, well, it'll take care of itself. Well, it will, but but as you pointed out, it'll be devastating to many small business owners and their employees for a lifetime and devastating for unemployment for the short
0: term. So Yeah, Jeff, we don't want the American dream to be a casualty of COVID-19. We want that dream to remain alive and for people to continue to have hope in this nation, the greatest one on the face of the planet, where people can come and better themselves and their families and their communities through growing businesses, employing people, having an economic impact. And that I am very concerned about. So thank you for what you've said as well. It's, uh, it's something we all need to be focused on right now. Well,
1: my friend, we're going to end on that note. And I want to have you back because, as I indicated to our listeners you're someone I have the highest respect for, and I would love to get your thoughts on overall association leadership when we get through the pandemic and higher education and some other topics. So we, we want you back, my friend, and, and thank, thank you. you for your wisdom
0: today. Thank you, I'll be glad to do it. Thank you very much, Jim.
1: And for our listeners, please be sure to keep up with Cecil by following him on Twitter, at AAHOACEO, or by visiting AAHOA.com. Again, Jeff Jowdy, your host for today's edition of The Beacon Podcast, your connection to nonprofit success.
0: Thanks for listening to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Tune in every week for nonprofit topics with special guest interviews. Suggest future topics and learn more about upcoming podcasts and guests at LighthouseCouncil.com.